here is a blogging application and it's a little bit interesting because it supports multiple blogs. As you can see here, I have two blogs. One is uh, personal and one is for a company. And a given blog has its own set of articles that are associated to it or posts. Now what I want to do is when you go to a given blog is that to use a subdomain in the URL instead of the blog's show page like this and just referencing the ID number. Uh, this is because when you go to a specific blog, it's kind of like you're entering its own little mini site. And the context of the blog, the current blog, needs to stay throughout the entire site almost, except on the select your blog page here, where you can just choose the blog and going to that blog should have its own subdomain. Now if we see here, uh, if I edit a given blog, you can see that I already have a subdomain attribute set up. It's just a simple string. And I want to use this to reference the subdomain in the URL. So what I want the subdomain to look like is, let's say, personal.blog.local, and that should actually go to the show page for that given blog. But as you can see, this does not work, and that's because our um, domain name settings are not correct. It doesn't know that this given domain name points to our local host. It just finds nothing. So we need to set this up in our host file to uh, point to there. All right, so let's open up our host file. Mine's at uh, Etsy Hosts. And inside of here, we just need to add an entry for each subdomain. Uh, so let's point it to our local host and um, call it personal.blog.local and company.blog.local. Now, if you're using a script server instead of uh, the passenger I have set up here, you'll probably be localhost instead of blog.local. So you can just type in localhost here uh, and that can be used as your subdomain. Now, unfortunately, there's no way to do a wildcard inside your host file, so you can't just simply do this and have catch-all for all blog.locals. Um, there are some ways around this problem, but I can't go into them here. Maybe um, just take a look at the show notes, and I'll have some references in there. Now, there's one more thing you'll need to change here. Uh, this is our Apache config. Because we are using a passenger setup here, you don't need to make this change, of course, if you're just running script server. Um, but here, we have to set it up so that the subdomain points to this virtual host. So we could just say server alias, and then um, everything at blog.local. And this is just instead of a virtual host Apache config file. And so since we edited our Apache config, we can uh, restart Apache. And while we're here, uh, let's flush the domain name cache so that our changes to our host file uh, make sure that those take place. Uh, to do that on OS 10, you can do um, domain name cache utility and then flush cache command. I'm not sure what it is on other operating systems. So now let's try reloading this page. And oh, good, we're making progress. So it points to our Rails application now when we go to that subdomain. It doesn't point to the specific blog show page, but at least this is um, getting there. Okay, now for the fun part. Time to take control of subdomains and really get the most we can out of them. Now Rails itself doesn't have very much support for subdomains built in, but let me show you what it does have because sometimes it is enough for just what you want to do. Okay, here's that page we were on, that index page showing multiple blogs, and let me just add a little line here uh, showing you how we can fetch subdomains from the URL. Um, we can just call request 
and this is just a generic request object that we have access to in controllers and views and it has a lot of little goodies here for where we can fetch information about a given request and one of those methods is subdomains and this actually returns an array of multiple subdomains if uh, multiple are given and, um, and then we could just uh, inspect this here just so we can see what it looks like and here it is inside of our index page as you can see it's just an array with one domain in here called personal usually you could just fetch the first one in here and have it be the subdomain that you can perform different actions on based on what it is so we could for example set up a before filter of some kind and then change the behavior of the application uh, based on whatever the subdomains uh, is but that's pretty much as far as rails goes as far as built-in support for subdomains if we want to do anything else as far as routing goes or uh, changing the URLs and linking to subdomains, it's best to go with a plugin. And there's an excellent one called Subdomain Foo, which I will show you uh, how to install now. You can find Subdomain Foo on GitHub. Uh, just do a search for it there, or um, I'll post a link in the show notes. And here's some installation instructions. You can either install it as a plugin or a gem. I usually prefer gems, but for simplicity's sake, let's just install the plugin here. And instead of our command line, just paste that in, and there we go, it's installed. Uh, just don't forget to restart your Rails application uh, to have the changes take place. Okay, back inside of our index action here, instead of doing request.subdomains, we now have a method called current subdomain in uh, controllers and views we can use. Now when we go to that index page, uh, here's what we get, personal.blog for the subdomain. Now this isn't actually correct because we want just personal as a subdomain, not the blog part. And that's because subdomain foo uh, makes some certain assumptions or, or defaults, where if you're on your local host in development mode, it expects you to have um, personal.localhost, for example. And that's what it considers to be the subdomain, is just everything before the last period. But here uh, we have blog.local because we're running Apache and Passenger. So in this case, we'll need to actually make some changes and configure subdomain foo to consider this part as a subdomain instead of this whole section. If we go to the readme on the subdomain foo GitHub project, you can see that there's a setting here called TLD sizes. And this is the configuration we want to set because this sets the top level domain size and what is considered the top level domain and what is considered a subdomain. I'm going to put this setting inside of an initializers inside of our Rails application. And let's just call it uh, subdomain config. And then we could just paste this uh, content into there. Now these numbers here can be a little bit confusing at first, but it's helpful to think of them as just the number of periods in the top level domain. So in development mode, it's originally designed to work with just a local host as the top level domain. But here we have um, blog.local. And so there's a period in here. So we need to put this as one because there's one period in the top level. Um, production is correct, so that could be example.com. Might be in production mode. And uh, test, if you're running rspec, then it does put a period inside the rspec uh, test environment domain. So you'll want to set that to one. Uh, I'm guessing you just keep it to zero on everything else. Okay, now when we go to that page again after restarting our Rails app, you can see it works. 
uh, personal is considered the subdomain instead of personal.blog because we set one as the top level domain size for that. Now subdomain foo can do quite a bit more than just display the current subdomain. It can also help us with routing. And right now we don't want this, so when we put a subdomain for a blog, we don't want it to route to this blogs page, we want it to route to the show page for that specific blog. Okay, so here's our routes file, and we want to add a new route into here to make the, whenever we have a subdomain in our URL, to go to the blog's show page. And so we can do that with um, map. Uh, let's call it blog root, and then just map to nothing because nothing goes after the slash. We need to map something in the subdomain. But let's specify our controller goes to our blogs, and our action is the show action. Going too many C's in there. Okay, so right now if we just leave this as is, then all root URLs will go to the blog show page instead of falling through to map.root down here and go to the blog's path. But we don't want that. We want to restrict this so only those with a subdomain actually fall through to blogs, the blog's show page. Everything else will just go to the blog's generic page. And to do that, we can have conditions hash into here. And um, this just further restricts exactly what qualifies as a route on this line and what goes into the show action. And subdomain foo adds a subdomain option into here where we can say, let's say the subdomain has to contain some kind of characters. And that way, if, it, if no subdomain is specified, then it goes to the blog's path. Um, Otherwise, it'll go to the show action for our blog's controller. Now, when we reload this page here, uh, we get an error message. But this is actually what we expect because the important part is that we are going to the blog's controller show action. The reason we're getting an error message is because it's looking for an ID. And it can't find um, the ID parameter because it's not passed. We aren't specifying an ID for a given blog. We're just specifying the subdomain here for that blog. So we're going to fix that, but the important part is that it's now routing this subdomain properly to the show action. I want to add one more thing real quick here, and that is that in the inside of the routes, it's really important that you put the more generic routes down below after the other more specific routes. Because right here, map.root, this will map anything at the root URL, including no matter what the subdomain is, and that'll just go to the blogs path. So it's important that we put the blog root above this because this is more specific, restricting it to just subdomains. If we put this above here, then we couldn't get to this route because it would be caught by this one. Okay, inside of our blogs controller, uh, let's fix up this show action so that it finds a blog based on the subdomain. So we have that subdomain parameter inside of our database, so let's search by that and search by the current subdomain, which is that method that subdomain foo gives us. Now reloading here on this page, it works. We now go to that specific uh, blog. And if we change our URL back to one without a subdomain, it goes to the blog's path. Now what we want to fix here is that these links right here, notice they still go to the blog uh, with the ID number down in the URL. In the status bar, you can see that it's still going to that that path. We want to change this so that it goes to the subdomain uh, path. We could do this back inside of our index template. Uh, first let me just clean out this current subdomain 
uh, we were looking at. And specifically right here, where we're linking, linking to that blog, we can't just toss the blog model in here because that'll go to the blog path, which is uh, with that ID number in it. So we want to go to the blog root, which is what we made. Blog root, a URL, and just specify the subdomain option into here, which is an option that uh, subdomain foo gives you. And so we want to do the um, the blogs uh, subdomain here. So now when we hover over the link, you can see in the status bar, it includes the subdomain in the URL now, instead of going to that blog's ID number. Now oftentimes when you set up a subdomain like this, you want this to be the current context of your application and kind of echo throughout the rest of the application. For example, when we go to an article here, this article is inside of this blog, so that's fine. But it so happens that article with ID number three is instead of the other blog. So it doesn't really make sense that we're able to access this article through our personal blog when it's actually inside the company blog. To solve this issue, it's common to set up a before filter to um, load the model associated with the subdomain. And that way, you can always load it on certain actions. And if it doesn't exist or it can't find the model, then just redirect back to some other page. So let's do that here instead of our application controller. Let's make a new method that we can use as a before filter. Uh, let's call it load blog. And let's say current blog. Let's find it by the subdomain attribute. And then the current subdomain, find it through that. And if that doesn't exist, then we want to um, give it a flash error or something. make it say whatever we want, and then just redirect back to our root URL. So that way we can set this up as a before filter and ensure that there is a blog associated with the subdomain for that specific action. So now let's set that before filter up inside of our articles controller in the index, or the actually the show action, which is where um, that action we were looking at where we were able to access articles outside of the current blog. So um, let's set up a before filter here. Actually this entire controller is kind of inside of, uh, we always expect a subdomain for any of these actions here. So let's say load blog for all of these uh, actions into this articles controller. And um, we can go through our current blog Uh, articles association because blog has many articles and we can always go through this association whenever we uh, find articles whenever we um, create them and so on and this would be articles.build and so on we could just go through this uh, association each time and um, that way it's always maintaining the context of the current blog which was loaded in the before filter and I won't, I won't set up the other actions here, but you would, you would basically do the same thing there. So now when we try to reload this page and go to the third article, it will tell us article not found because it can't find it inside of this blog ID because that article doesn't belong to that specific blog. If we go to the company blog, then it finds that article and not other articles which aren't inside of that blog. So that's um, 
An easy way to maintain the context is just to use a before filter and load that model associated with the subdomain each time in those actions. Oh, and also if we try to go to an invalid blog here or just to go to the root URL with no blog, it says blog invalid, and we would have to choose a blog. So it looks like that's all working. Our before filter is ensuring that there's a subdomain with a specific blog, and it's using that as a context for the rest of the actions. One thing to be aware of when working with subdomains is that um, Rails sets a separate session cookie for each separate subdomain. As you can see here, we have three for our blog.local domain. And normally you want to share sessions between subdomains so that when you transfer between one and another, then um, the session state carries across. So let me show you how to set that up in your config file. Okay, so here I am in my development config file. And what I can do is just add a config line in here to set the session domain to .blog.local. And that way, the session cookie will be set for all subdomains on blog.local and not just the not a separate session for each one. And you'll want to do something similar in production environment as well so that sessions can be shared across all subdomains. So that's it for this episode on subdomains. Um, one of the reasons I did this episode is because it was one of the top recommendations at railscast.uservoice.com. Um, many of you have been looking forward to this episode, and here is that recommendation uh, for the subdomain episode, and now I can mark it as completed because um, it's all done. So I encourage you to go there and uh, suggest more episodes that you would like to see, and I'll probably do them. This episode is sponsored in part by Notifixius. They're looking for an experienced web developer to fill a CTO position. For more information, please visit jobs-notifixius.tumblr.com. Also sponsored by Pragmatic Screencasts. They offer high-quality screencasts on a variety of subjects, including Ruby and Rails. Check them out at pragmatic.tv.